before 2020, I think a lot of how we worked was put into a box. It was nine to five. You would commute an hour or maybe more, and it was put into a, a nice square box. 2020 kind of blew that whole thing up, and it's really forced us to reimagine how and where we work. Hey everyone, this is Sophie from HubSpot, and you're listening to the Team Builders Podcast. This show is brought to you by Recess.io, the platform for internal marketing communications professionals. Recess helps you send your team professional, easy-to-use internal newsletters and get instant feedback, all without learning another complicated software. To get your free internal newsletter template library, head to Recess.io slash easy. That's Recess.io slash easy. Now, let's get back to the show. Here's Chris Handy. Hello and welcome. That voice you heard at the top of the show is Sophie Hammersley. She works in internal communications at HubSpot. Let's dig into the conversation right now. I, I read an article you did the other day, and the title I'm pulling up here is Internal Communications Has a Communications Problem. And it forced me to reach out to you because I needed to know more about where this came from. You're at HubSpot. You're doing a lot of work in culture as a team lead, culture, PR, internal communications. So. I imagine you have a fair bit to say about this. Can we dig into what spurred on this article? Yeah, absolutely. I am a communications professional. I've been doing comms in some sort of way for the last eight years and started mainly in PR and continue to do PR today for our culture at HubSpot. But it became more apparent as we went through 2020 that internal communications is something that really needs to be a focus for companies and for leaders. We have a really strong foundation of communication and transparency at HubSpot. So we're really lucky that leadership, but also every employee is super transparent, shares everything on our wiki from financials to strategy sessions to management decks, everything in between with everyone. So We have a great foundation of transparency and how we communicate already, but this year between the pandemic, constant updates about office closures and where to work and how to work remotely, in addition to Black Lives Matter movement, the election, there was just a lot of stuff going on that we needed to figure out a more streamlined way to communicate with employees, especially now that we were distributed, quite frankly, all over the globe. So as my teammate and I, Hannah, started to take on more internal communications, we realized, first of all, we had never, neither of us had ever done internal comms formally before, despite being communications professionals. But when we got started, we quickly realized just how vague the function is in itself. Everything you'd Google would say either something just very basic of this is how you communicate in an organization and nothing highlighting how it's actually done, what a team looks like, how big it is, where it sits within an organization, what it doesn't do. More importantly, we kept saying to ourselves, like, I can't believe for comms professionals, there's not a lot out there about what this actually does. We were lucky enough to go on this listening tour externally and learn from some really remarkable people. Is we shared our learnings internally with the entire company of what we had heard and what we are taking away to build our own function. 
and then of course I wanted to share with the world too in hopes that we can get this conversation going. We obviously use a ton of different tools to communicate uh, asynchronously across the org, whether that's Loom, Zoom, Slack, email, all of the above. But Loom is one that we had started using really early on when COVID-19 hit, and we used it to continue the face-to-face of leaders to employees and make sure that people felt up-to-date, comfortable, and confident in what our leaders were thinking, hearing from a business side, and also just to have kind of that comfort of we're all in this together. Our chief people officer would do weekly looms and she continues to do weekly for our people operations department to give business updates, kind of things that are top of mind for her, either personally or professionally, and then just give business updates from meetings that she's had throughout the week. And then a bunch of other organization leaders are doing the same thing of just to make sure that they are connecting with their team in an authentic way. It's really important to make sure that tone and facial expressions and how someone's really feeling is coming through and not just on Zoom all day. The other great thing is that people can watch it when they can. And so it really plays into the asynchronous communication of if you like to take walks in the morning, you can listen to the loom. If you're someone who likes to unwind and decompress from the day, maybe after your kids go to bed. And so it provides people the flexibility of to watch when they want to, but it was a great way to really make sure that we were connecting with employees and providing clear, consistent communication. When we have all this stuff coming at us, the asynchronous versus the synchronous communication. Talk a little bit about how you balance where things are going to go. You have the Slack channel, you have the ability to spin up a Zoom meeting. How do you decide what goes where and how has that tradition spread throughout the company? Is everyone on the same page? So we just launched a best practice guide for how people should be thinking about using certain tools across the organization. So best practices on Slack, for example, we have groups of people working now remotely across nine different countries and having work across different time zones and also being respectful of of how people work when. We really encourage people to use snoozing notifications to ensure that they're not getting slacks at 4 a.m. to put statuses up so people know when they're out and when not to bother them on vacation instead of using slack as like an instant messenger. So we've put together a guide, posted it on our wiki for people to figure out the best way to be thinking about these tools. But then we're also going to be putting together templates for managers to think about how to create an operating system for their team, giving managers and empowering managers to also decide what works best for their team, knowing that they have a better understanding than we do of all the interdynamics of people, their goals, what they work on, et cetera. And of course, across time zones and where people are located. So we're balancing that by giving people templates and and resources, but also best practice guides so that hopefully we can figure something out. So for example, for the team that I'm on, which is the employer brand team, we have uh, a slide deck that goes through how we all communicate, how we like to communicate personally. Say I'm someone who loves to hop on a quick Zoom to chat something through, which is definitely me. 
I am able to share that with my team, but also the wider company. It's in my wiki profile. We equip managers with a ton of resources of how to build teams. And and now we're focused on how to build amazing hybrid teams. Mm -hmm. So no matter what your team chooses in terms of where they work, you should be able to effectively manage a productive, inclusive psychologically safe team. I wouldn't say we're perfect at it at HubSpot. I think we're doing well in asynchronous communication, but I also think there's always room to improve and to really look at how we're communicating the tools that we're, we should be leaning on, how to get rid of the rest of the noise so that we're really making sure people are getting the right information to them at the right time. So it isn't just drowning in noise and Zoom meetings and really being thoughtful about how we communicate. Some of those resources that we give to managers are how you work with someone else document. This was actually something that I did on my first week when I started at HubSpot was my manager sent me a doc that had simple four questions of just how you like to communicate. Granted, back then we were in an office and we sat right next to each other, but how we like to communicate how do I like to be uh, recognized for my work, which I thought was massive Mm -hmm. uh, and a really thoughtful question, how I like to receive feedback and how I like to give feedback. And I think there was like a few other questions, but those were like the gist of them of how do you like to basically work before 2020? I think a lot of how we worked was put into a box. It was nine to five. It was, you would commute an hour or maybe more on a train or bus or walk, or a car. And it was put into a a nice square box. 2020 kind of blew that whole thing up. And it's really forced us to reimagine how and where we work. If there can be a silver lining in a pandemic, and I don't want to say that there is, but I do think that it's really forcing people to think deeply about how they work best, where they work best, and the tools and resources that they need from employers and managers to do that. And having these conversations and being open about how you like to communicate and how you like to work is a part of that. And that, that at least gets the conversation started. And so I'm hoping that more people do that, not only at HubSpot, but beyond in the future, because I think it'll make the future of work much more productive and quite frankly, much more enjoyable. So hopefully it keeps going. I know that a lot of teams struggle, especially now when we have an idea or something we want to get off the ground. Maybe it's a new marketing campaign. Maybe it's just something that we want everyone to know about in the company. How do you get people excited when everyone is doing this asynchronous lifestyle, but you got to get your team hyped about something? How have you been thinking about approaching this and how much has that changed? I think sometimes internal comms gets a bad rap because it's either taped up in red tape and very HR focused, or it does have this kind of marketing tone to it, which is, I don't want to be spammed and you're sending me too much stuff and I don't have time to read it. And so I think internal comm should be delightful. It should be enjoyable. And part of that is making sure that you're communicating to employees in a way that not only meets them where they are, but that they want to read something because that's so important it really goes back to the focus of storytelling and telling the right story to get people interested, to get people to read, to get people to be on board, and then to want to share. For us at HubSpot, we're so focused on 
not only just talking the talk about our culture, but really walking the walk internally and making sure that the culture that we display to the world is in fact really what's happening at HubSpot. And so we take that extremely seriously. Everything a part of that, including internal communications, should be the same thing. And that's really where my team and the employer brand team comes into play is everything that we do, we have to make sure that it's something that our employees can be proud of. So we're building a brand not only to attract top talent around the world, but build a brand that employees feel really proud to work at. And so creating those campaigns, those pieces of content that people want to be sharing to their networks, that when they go home, they talk about how the chief people officer sent a loom directly to them to make sure that they were doing okay in the pandemic. Those are the things that people are going to be talking about. And internal comms is finding a, a creative and interesting way to tell the stories that you need to tell employees, but doing it in a way that they take with them and is enjoyable. That's let's talk a little bit about your work from home setup. How do you normally juggle things? What other things are on your plate when you're at home and what's your desk look like? Yeah, that's a good question. So I moved in the pandemic, which was just a bundle of joy, (laughs) (laughs) but I am in an apartment. It's just myself and my dog, Teddy. I go obviously for a long walk with him in the morning across from the water in South Boston. And so we usually go to the beach and walk around. I need that time in the morning to set up my day. It's a similar mindset of commuting. Like I have to have that uh, buffer between before I kind of sit down and start the day. And then I make a schedule for the day and make room for things to come up. But I have my to-do list. I work through lunch and stay at the desk until about 3.30 or 4 is when I my brain just becomes mush. And I cannot write a full sentence to save my life. I usually take a break around 3 or 4, do a workout, go walk Teddy again. And then I'm actually pretty productive at night. And so I will get back on and work from probably 6 to 8. And it's really nice for me to not have everyone else on Slack. I can get through things. I also connect with some of our folks in our APAC region who are online at that time. So I like that quiet time. But honestly, this whole journey has changed and it's really forced me to think about when am I actually productive? When do I write really well? When am I good at participating in meetings? And when is just dead zone? And luckily HubSpot before the pandemic, we were really encouraging of people to work flexibly and when they work best. And so I think for me, the pandemic has really just forced me to actually do that because there's so much other stress and anxieties and you just have to listen to it this year. So yeah, that's kind of my setup. I have a little desk, but I kind of work from different areas. If it's nice out, I would be working outside. Having different places where I work is really important to me. We were really lucky that flexibility is one of our core values. So we've been a flexible company since the beginning and people can work when they need to work. And so that didn't really change besides I think people just leaned into it more. I think more people now take advantage of that benefit and perk that we have than before, especially parents are taking more advantage of it. People are adopting different ways to communicate. We survey employees 
every quarter to get a sense of how they feel about our culture, get a pulse on if people are happy, engaged, having a good time at HubSpot and things that we need to focus on improving. And the survey that we did in April was very focused on the transition to remote, how people were feeling in COVID-19 and their workloads and how managers and leadership could better support them. And the data came back that 81% of HubSpot employees said that they're developing new communication behaviors during this time which was really interesting because as much as we're a global company that has relied on Slack, Zoom, Loom for years and years, people were readjusting how they communicate since being fully remote. And that goes to our new remote work report too, of even people who are remote full time before are having to adjust how they communicate to people who are newly remote and a team that's fully remote opposed to just a team that's in the office and you're the only remote employee. And and not to say that's easier, it's different. And I think we'll continue to figure that out. But I think that's something that all of us at HubSpot are are continuing to work through. And it'll be interesting next year to this time next year to, to see like where we're at and new things that we've introduced to help with that. Last year's report was a mix of both non-HubSpot employees and HubSpot employees, but it was still full-time remote workers to get their sense and their take and perspective of just what it's like to be a remote worker so that we as employers, leaders, in-office colleagues could create and build better remote communities. This year, a lot of the surveys that I've had seen in 2020 were about the transition. It was about an in-office worker going remote. What's it been like? What's What are the challenges? What could have gone better? I think what makes our report really unique is that it's still full-time remote workers before COVID-19 currently and in the future. And no one's really asked them like, hey, how's this transition been for you? Because it's just assumed that this is remote work and it's the same. But Quite frankly, this isn't working remotely in a traditional sense, whether you were in an office before or not. This is working remotely in a global pandemic. And I think that really comes through in the data and makes it very unique and different from some of the other surveys that we've seen. And so the questions that we asked were both very timely in the sense of what are some of the collaboration communication challenges you've seen over the last year? of working with newly adjusted remote employees or what are things now that you've realized once everyone is home is very difficult, but also ongoing challenges such as career growth as a remote worker, inclusion, mental health and well-being, family life. And so it's an interesting uh, balance between very timely in the moment and also just general remote challenges and opportunities which I think hopefully will help people as they think through what the future of work looks like at their company can help and, and decipher what is really going to be impactful and meaningful for their workforce. But I think really what surprised me the most was I think to that point of just because they were working remotely before and they had zoom meetings before and they were in a home office before, doesn't mean that now that everyone is home, it's any easier to communicate. And so I think we often thought of 
okay, it's really hard to be a remote worker when everyone is in the office and in a meeting. That's really difficult to speak up, to share your opinions. It's hard to create a psychologically safe environment that way. That being said, the feedback that we got is that it's still really hard to participate in team meetings when everyone's remote. And so I think there's like an interesting challenge of communication there that we have to figure out just as kind of humans is how are we communicating? Inclusion is a constant challenge in the workforce and also everywhere in a room and face-to-face versus over the screen. And what's it look like when there's like a collaboration of those two things. And I think that the general sense is it's hard all around. And so we have to figure that out. But I think that people automatically assume that when you're either all in an office or all remote, that it becomes an automatic equal playing field. And that doesn't really take into consideration who's in the room and the underrepresented minorities that already don't have an opportunity to speak up and share their opinion, don't feel comfortable to given their manager, leader, the environment that they're in. And it's a very kind of simple idea of thinking about remote communication and that it's just automatically we're on an equal playing field and that's just not reality. There's so many other factors involved that we all have to be very aware of and make a conscious effort to uh, combat and to give people equal opportunity because otherwise you're not going to be a productive workplace. What's the biggest thing that you can do through all these different mediums to enable your team to become better every day? One thing that's top of mind at the moment is not being complacent. And not just assuming things are working because we've done it for 95 years. And I think that goes across the board from teams and how you communicate and how you operate. And I think we talk a lot about that at HubSpot is being complacent equals failure. And so we are always innovating, whether it's on our product for customers, partners, or for employees. And so it's really important that everyone has that similar growth mindset of there's always things that we could be doing differently. There's always new tools that you could try. There's different ways of working together and to not be afraid, especially now in this time that we're in, we have a huge opportunity to rewrite the future and how we want to work. And I think that's really cool at the moment. Uh, And it's definitely a really interesting time to be in communications and internal comms and PR and all that. But I think that's something that's really top of mind and should be for everyone, regardless of where you're on a team. And if you're a manager or an individual contributor, I think having that growth mindset is really important. It's something that we certainly value at HubSpot. What is left in your email inbox? What's it like to check your email? So I'm obviously not customer facing. For those who are, it's a lot of customer communication that way and and external communication for us on employer brand and internal comms, email is used for kind of mainly longer updates and more formal review processes. Something that I stress to my team is figuring out how you send things to review to people because Slack is great, but it is so busy that you can 
lose things. And so making sure that you're always going back to email, I feel like email is like a good steady foundation and you always should go back to email, whether it's reviewing something, sending someone uh, something else to review, like a way to just center yourself. Because I think when you send things on Slack or you just discuss them over Zoom, then you often just lose it. So email is usually used for recapping approvals, that kind of thing. And Slack is more kind of bursts of communication, quick questions, those things. But yeah, my my email is still pretty full. (laughs) You can't escape that. Yeah. (laughs) Sophie, it's been awesome having you on today. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you so much, Chris. Awesome. I just want to pause my notification so I'm not distracted. I I should totally do the same thing. (laughs) Like constant slack going off. I hear you. (laughs) All right. I'll follow your lead. I'm ready when you are. Hey everyone. This is Sophie from HubSpot and you're listening to the Team Builders Podcast. That is beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much. It really helps that I'm in PR when I do these things. Like I know (laughs) what people want. (laughs) You do. (laughs)